Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Horror Movie Club, the show where two dudes who are not quite nerds but not quite noobs choose a horror movie each week to rate and review. I'm Brian. I'm on the phone with Ashvin. And today we are talking about Leprechaun from 1993, written and directed by Mark Jones, starring Warwick Davis, Jennifer Aniston, Ken Olent, Mark Holton, Robert Gorman. And we picked this movie because St. Patrick's Day is right around the corner. Do you do anything for St. Patrick's Day anymore these days, Ashvin? No, and Chicago's like the worst place to be because like they do that whole thing where they dye the river green and uh, I, th- I think it's just like it, pretty, it gets pretty shitty outside. Like people are just out everywhere. Uh, it just becomes a mess in the city. So it's I, chaos. It's like a zombie apocalypse with yeah, more barf. Exactly. Yeah, people like start drinking like bars opening at like 8 in the morning. It's kind of crazy. Uh, so I, I just stay in. What, what about you? Yeah, I I don't even acknowledge it. I think this year is watching this movie is the most I've done to celebrate it in quite a few years. <laughs> you won't. You're not gonna opt for like a shamrock shake at some point. No, I've never. I don't think I've ever even had one of those. What? Oh man, you at least gotta try one like one of those sometime. I don't like mint as like a desserty treat. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'll happily drink either. some like mint tea, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not a huge on mint either, especially when it's paired with chocolate. I'm not sure if it's a, a, a great pairing. The college that I went to, Miami University, had something called Green Beer Day. Yeah. Which was just, I think it was just a way to celebrate. I think St. Patrick's Day was usually when we were off school, so it was a way to celebrate it. And Steve Markley wrote for, oh man, was this... Actually, I think he wrote an article on St. Patrick's Day or Green Beer Day for the Chicago Red Eye. Mm -hmm. And I think he used a picture of me in like this green hat pointing to the camera (laughs) and on like the cover of the article. Yeah. (laughs) And for a while, if you like Googled Green Beer Day, Miami University, there'd be like a story that would come up like two like college students die and it would have my picture. Oh my God. You were the face of like St. Patrick's Day and a story about two people dying? Yep. Wow. Just like smiling and pointing at the camera like I was a real that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty creepy man <laughs> it was strange yeah it's it, and that's not online anymore I I think it might be gone but yeah listeners if you want to do some googling yeah <laughs> find Brian <laughs> yeah I probably should not say that yeah it's not a thing I'm proud of <laughs> all right. we all got those stories from college you know it, indeed yeah uh anyway this movie is about an evil leprechaun that goes on a killing spree in search of his missing pot of gold. So, holiday horror movie, horror comedy it's trying to be. Yeah. And we'll talk about whether or not it succeeds. <laughs> and it's kind of a slasher. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, kind of uh, a slasher. Uh, would you put it in monster movie too? Hmm... I don't. I'm tempted to say no. Yeah, you don't see uh, the the leprechaun in this as like a monster. You know, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll give it to you. All right. And uh, another one that's kind of like based on folklore to an extent. Yeah, yeah. What was that category? You said like folk horror or something. Uh, folk horror is different. Folk horror is like the British countryside and oh. witches and stuff. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. But Aramintari was another one that kind of touched on the folklore of a particular region. Yeah. Yep. Uh, fun fact, this is Jennifer Aniston's feature film debut. 
Yeah, I couldn't believe that. That was that was wild. Like seeing her on. Isn't on that nuts? Yeah. Uh, and she just turned fifty. Um, in I think on February twelfth. So, <laughs> this is, you know, interesting timing. Yeah, yeah. We're peek behind the curtain. We're recording this on February thirteenth. Yeah. So yesterday was her birthday, actually. Um, but yeah, <laughs> what what a career! Like I didn't realize this was her first uh, film. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I think that other people might argue differently, but I think she did a pretty good job. Yeah, for her for her role, I thought uh, she carried it pretty well. It's funny because her role in this is so similar to like her role in Friends. Like she's kind of like this uh, woman who like you know has comes from like a w- rich background and like kind of you know you get the impression that she's spoiled like right off the bat, and that's kind of like how Rachel was, right? Yeah, for sure. This is basically watching Rach- Rachel Green be terrorized by a leprechaun. Yeah, exactly. And, and all, um, did, all, all this, I think, was... This movie was before Friends, right? Yeah, so it came out the year before Friends started, but I think it was filmed... Uh, I think it was filmed in 1991. Okay. Mm-hmm. Came out in 93, and Friends ran from 94 to 2004. Did you recognize any other actors in this? Uh, I mean, Warwick Davis, I feel like, is, is a pretty big name. I've seen him in Willow, and I think apparently he's also in Harry Potter too, right? Yeah, he plays Grip Hook. Is is that a character in one of the newer? I think I've only seen one Harry Potter movie. I'm not, I'm not sure if I saw any. I think he's in quite a few of them. Maybe all of them. I think oh. he's a professor. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, he's yeah. still a pretty active actor. It looks like. And the guy who played Ozzy, Mark Holton, I recognized him from A League of Their Own. Oh, no kidding. Do you did you ever see that movie? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, the baseball one. Yeah, one of the women has like a really obnoxious, chubby little kid named Stool. Uh huh. I think, or Stewell. I don't know. And then at the end of the movie, when they're all old, they like meet him. This guy, Mark Holton, plays grown-up Stool. Oh, okay. Is it a is it a more? Uh, is he like a better character in that? Like in this one, he plays kind of a dummy, right? He's only on the screen in that for like three seconds. Oh, okay. But I just know that movie really well. Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't recognize anyone else uh, from this. Pretty pretty small cast overall. Yeah, it was. It was an odd collection of characters, too. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk more about that later when we get into the plot. So this was... There was some tonal confusion in this movie. It sounds like, from what I read, that it was originally intended to be more of a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. But then they like changed their mind and went back and did some reshoots to add more gore to the kill scenes. Yeah, what do you think about that? It, it is really weird because like watching this, it, it feels very much like a kids movie, and then like yeah, randomly like it'll have like some extra blood at, at like these random parts. But otherwise, like yeah, tone wise, it it just it felt like a kids movie throughout. What what did you think? Yeah, I was confused because like there are a few like f bombs in the script. Yeah. And he does kill a bunch of people, so I don't know if it was kind of like an Are You Afraid of the Dark type thing. Yeah. It does feel like an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Yeah, I could totally see this as one of those. If you, like, censored it out, maybe cut back on the blood a little bit. Yeah. Um, And And I did notice that the kill scenes, the editing was a bit choppy. It did look like they went back and added some stuff. Oh, oh, is that why? Uh, Yeah, I I thought it was kind of choppy, too. I I didn't put that together, though. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so those are added in afterwards. That's kind of crazy. Yep. Um, but yeah, music that like the music also is like kind of very light and, and jokey throughout. 
Yeah, it was actually a decent score. It was very orchestral, and it kind of reminded me of the Danny Elfman score from Nightbreed. Yeah, yeah, me too. But it actually kind of fit this movie. Yeah, yeah, it fit a little bit more than Nightbreed for sure. Yeah. Uh, Especially if they were coming from like a kid's movie angle to begin with, it made a lot more sense. Right, right. Um, so this had a budget of $1 million and grossed $8.6 million. Yeah, I saw that. You know, it's funny because I, I thought this uh, is a pretty like well-known and renowned movie, but it doesn't seem like it's been that successful, has it? No, I think this, this franchise is actually kind of shit on. Yeah. It has, what, there were six sequels and a remake, so what, a total of eight movies? Mm-hmm. And Leprechaun 2 in 1994 was the only other one that was released theatrically, and the rest were all straight to video. Wow. Yep. Leprechaun 4 was called Leprechaun 4 in Space in 1997. (laughs) And then there was Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah. Leprechaun Back to the Hood with the number 2 and the spelled (laughs) T-H-A. Oh, boy. It's like... Yeah. They found, like, the worst directions they could take this in. I think (laughs) any time a franchise goes to space, you know, it's, like, kind of, like, definitely the end or someone's scrambling. Yeah, it's like a jump the shark moment. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think maybe the reason we thought more of this movie is because, although I kind of, I didn't think a lot of it, but I just remember as a kid in the video store, like, there would be an entire shelf of all these movies because there were so many sequels. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It had a lot of shelf space for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it had, it took up a lot of real estate in your local VHS rental store. Well, I mean, is there also like a cult following to it or not so much? I think a little bit, yeah. And I think it's kind of like a running joke too. Like you watch these and make fun of them. Got it, yeah. So is, would you put this in the B-horror movie category? I would. I yeah. would indeed. Okay. I also think like some of the other movies we've discussed, whenever there's a movie that's kind of can fit its theme around a holiday, horror movie fans are going to watch it that time of year, no matter what. Yeah. So it's going to become, if it doesn't have a cult following, it will at least be discussed. Like, yeah. I guarantee you in a month, people are going to be talking about this movie. Yeah, on, yeah, for sure. On the horror Twitter. Yeah, it's like a natural way to promote these movies is like, yeah, tied to a holiday. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's a smart idea. Yeah. Yep, it's very free market. we got to make that Christopher Columbus movie, man. <laughs> I know. I really like that idea. I do, too. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, yeah, it's interesting to like, compare this one to like maybe a Krampus, which maybe would be like a Christmas counterpart uh, to this one. Yeah, yeah, um, and both both play on folk tales. Yeah, and it, even that one's like supposed to be kind of like a dark comedy. Um, but it, yeah, definitely you can tell a big difference in like the the, the production value and... How, how well each one did, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the latest entry in this franchise is called Leprechaun Returns, and that was from last year, and it was directed by Stephen Kostansky, who was one of the guys that did The Void. Oh, he was one of the directors for The Void? Yep. Wow. That's all. I, yeah, I can't believe that. That's are you, So there's a Leprechaun that came out in 2018? Yep, Leprechaun Returns. Oh, my God. And that one didn't make it to theaters. It went straight to... Uh, uh, DVD. I think all that was also a straight to DVD or straight to streaming, yeah. but um, it actually has better Rotten Tomatoes scores than this one. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I know. I'd actually be kind of interested to see that if the guy from uh, the Void was involved. Yeah, next year. All right, <laughs> the re- the reboot. 
Yeah. Uh, the director of this movie, Mark Jones, also did a movie called Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Yep. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> that is. <laughs> that is pretty wild. All the, yeah. This director, uh, he doesn't really have much of his name outside of like this movie and, and the the franchise and then Rumpelstiltskin. Does he? Yeah. No, I didn't see much else. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. His whole, his whole career has been based off of this franchise. I think he did a lot of TV writing. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I guess you'd have to. Um Hey, did you ever see Gremlins 2? Yeah. Did the, one, the end of this movie strike you as similar to Gremlins 2 in the visuals? Oh, the way like his face was like melting? Yeah, it kind of reminded me of the electrocution scene in Gremlins 2. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah, with the so eyes kind of bulging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like so striking to me that I did some digging and apparently a dude named David Kindlin is in the animatronics department on this movie. Okay. And he worked on Gremlins too. Yeah. Oh, wow. So definitely some overlap with the... Er- I think there was some overlapping, like, technology or effects work. And, and that was, like, probably around the same time as this, right, Gremlins 2? Gremlins 2 was in 1990, so... Oh. um Although this was filmed in 1991, so, yeah, maybe only a year or two apart. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the when the work was done. Some copy and pasting going on on the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll there was also this growling sound that the leprechaun made at some point that I know was in Gremlins too, oh like God. some part of my childhood brain like yeah. recognized it. Yeah, that's crazy, man. They're just using like the leftovers from Gremlins. <laughs> that's yeah. terrible. Um, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's that's kind of disappointing that they would uh, yeah not recreate a lot of stuff. They didn't use like too many effects in this movie, so I, I'm surprised like the ones they used were so kind of recycled or rehashed. Yeah, you know, I didn't actually think the effects in this movie were that bad. They were. All for the most part practical effects, except for when like the leprechaun was shooting a green beam of light through the air or something. Yeah, or when that rainbow showed up. Yeah, <laughs> like, couldn't afford a real rainbow. Yeah, that was like a reading rainbow moment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't think. Uh, I mean, you're right. Like it, it was mostly uh, the, all the effects were pretty okay because they were all practical effects. But also, there there weren't that many. I mean, you had basically his face. He was wearing a mask the whole time, which was, you know, what it was. And then just, like, here and there, you'd have blood until that end scene that copies off of Gremlins. I, I didn't think they had too much other otherwise. Yeah. And I didn't think that the leprechaun's face, I thought it looked decent. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty creepy. It's definitely scary. Um, It's hard to take it creepily when he's just spitting out so many corny one-liners yeah i know <laughs> i know like it looks really scary but then like he's like taunting people like a kid or something or like jumping yeah. around and like giggling right which pogo I, sticking yeah pogo sticking <laughs> that's, that's a really cool that was a cool death yeah um yeah it, it kind of had a in that, in that sense i thought it had maybe some like child's play vibes where you have like a little doll that's running around like killing people but I mean, this leprechaun, like in in his mannerisms, he wasn't, I guess, as uh, mean or taunting, was he? No, he was not as menacing as Chucky. Yeah, Chucky was like straight up, like out of prison or something. Yeah, shank you. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else before I try to connect this to Ohio? No, let's see. Let's see the connection. So in March of last year, some construction workers in Troy, Ohio, were digging a trench to lay pipes, and they literally found a pot of gold. What? It was like a medieval cooking pot that contained 12 goi- 
12 gold coins and 462 silver coins. Wow. Did they get to keep it? back to the 15th century. And and they got to keep it? I think they, I think it went to a museum. Ah, man. That sucks. That's why you keep your mouth shut when you find something like that. Yeah, seriously. That's what they tried to do in this movie, but it didn't work out too well. (laughs) You know, I... All right, man. You got anything else before we head to the plot? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm just wondering where the plot, the gold ended up in this movie, but we can talk about that during the plot. Yeah, sure. Okay, man, well, um, before we get into the plot, do you mind if I take a quick restroom break? No, go for it. Okay, man, uh, and before I do, uh, heads or tails? Uh, tails. All right, cool. <laughs> Be right back. Yeah. Okay, man, I'm I'm back. Sorry Great. that took so long. Yeah, how how was the uh what what happened? Well, uh, so I accidentally swallowed a quarter yesterday, and apparently it was time to uh pay up, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah. So did did I win? <laughs> yeah, it was tails. You it got was it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gross. <laughs> so you get to keep it. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> just I'll, that I'll nail it to you. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so uh, a major plot point of this movie is that an adult with some developmental issues accidentally swallows a gold coin. Yeah. And I feel like that's important to note at the outset because it kind of gives you an idea of the tone of this movie, <laughs> as we've kind of already discussed. The level of sophistication you're dealing with in the writing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we start off with this old dude named O'Grady. And he's coming home to his wife from a trip to Ireland. He tells his wife that while he was there, he found a leprechaun. He bested the leprechaun and he stole his pot of gold. And now they're rich. But surprise, the leprechaun has somehow found him. He's there in his house. He kills his wife. Luckily, O'Grady manages to get the upper hand on him. And he neutralizes him by stuffing him into this crate in his basement and putting a four-leaf clover on top of the crate. So apparently the leprechaun can't can't get out of the crate with the four-leaf clover sitting there. There's some kind of magic that the clover has over him. So we move ahead in the plot. Ten years later, a father and his adult daughter, Tori, played by Jennifer Aniston, are renting this house for the summer. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. She meets these three dudes who are painting their house, and this is the strangest collection of characters yeah. <laughs> that I've seen. <laughs> so this company, I think they're called like Guys That Paint or something, consists of... A grown man with, like, I guess some developmental issues they hit at. Uh, I can't I um, tell if the kid was just ragging on him, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, he wasn't the brightest yeah. crayon in the box either way. His name's Ozzy. Then there's this really precocious kid named Alex. And he's probably like 11 years old, maybe. Yeah, yep. And then you've got your full-blown 90s hunk, Nathan. Yeah, he kind of reminded me of, like, a poor man's Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, just kind of like this hunk hanging around. He also kind of reminded me of the guy that played Thor in Adventures and Babysitting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I can imagine that, yep. Okay, so these guys are painting their house, and Ozzy goes down their basement for some reason, and he unknowingly knocks the four-leaf clover off of this crate. 
So Leprechaun jumps out, threatens him, like, where's me gold? And Ozzy luckily escapes unscathed, and he goes and tells everybody, but nobody believes him because he's always making up stories, apparently, and as we mentioned, he's not the brightest tool in the shed, so nobody believes him. And meanwhile, a rainbow appears in the sky, and Ozzy runs to find the pot of gold that's at the end of it. Alex, the kid, is like, hey, I got this, and chases after Ozzy, and sure enough, they find this pot of gold. Ozzy goes to bite into it like you do in the movies to test if it's real, and of course he accidentally swallows it. Is that a thing that you do when you find gold, you bite into it to know if it's real or not? I have no idea what the merit of that is or what what the origin is, but like I'm totally familiar with that trope, but yeah. I have no idea what the grounds, the realistic grounds for that are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of makes you just want to bite into gold to see what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> if you want to start with a quarter, you'll be getting one in the mail in a few days. <laughs> I don't know if I should bite on that one. I'll bite on it. <laughs> uh, uh, I, God, it, it, our past two episodes have gotten real raunchy for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's good. It's good direction for us to be going in. Um, I thought one of the, the sickest burns, uh, was <laughs> at this point. Cause like, you know, when they found the money, the kid's like, oh, Ozzy, now we can get you that operation. And he's like, what operation? And he's like, you know, the one to make you smart. And he's like, the, the way they're delivering it is just like super serious and stuff. But it, I just thought it was a really sick burn. Yeah, it was a little clunky. That, I will say they at least made an effort in this movie to get you attached to the characters. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of was, even though it was real, real clunky. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Because it was a very small cast. You're spending a lot of time with them and they're interacting with each other a lot. So I, I think it does kind of build some atta- uh, um, some attachment to them. Yeah, yeah, indeed. After this episode, I'm going to look up clunky in the thesaurus because I think I've said that word like four times. <laughs> uh, okay, so they stash, they decide to stash the rest of this gold in an old well for safekeeping and they're not going to talk to anybody about it. Meanwhile, back at the house, the leprechaun ends up, he's like mimicking the sound of a cat and he bites the hand of Tori's father as Tori's father's trying to get this cat that's actually the leprechaun. So nobody's seen him yet, but Tori's dad is injured pretty bad, and they take him to the hospital. That's the last we see of the dad the rest of the, for the rest of the movie. Yeah, thank they God. They get back from taking him. Oh, go ahead. Oh, thank God that's like the last we see of him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, so when they get back from taking him to the hospital, they find that the place has been ransacked, like turned upside down. It's the leprechaun looking for his gold. And they encounter him, and a whole sequence ensues. They shoot him with a shotgun, and that doesn't work. He somehow injures Nathan's ankle really badly, and there's just a long sequence where they're trying to escape the house, and he won't let them. Uh, some of it is, some of it actually kind of makes me laugh, where he like drives into their truck with a little go kart that he's kind of made on his own. Yeah, that like knocks over the truck, and he flips the truck. Yeah, yeah, he was. He's uh, throughout the movie. He's like a very handy leprechaun. Like, yeah, he's he's driving like these small cars around that he's like able to like weaponize. Then like at another point, like he's on a skateboard and like roller skates and stuff. I feel like he was like on all types of wheels in this. He's very resourceful, and he he mans a wheelchair at one point. Oh yeah, right. He like drives that around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, a lot of times when he does this too, they'll like 
speed up, speed it up in like fast motion for comedic effect. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, like um, he's on the wheelchair, right? Yep. So eventually, Ozzy and Alex end up giving in because desperate times, and they let everybody know that they have the leprechaun's gold. They found it and they hid it. So Jennifer Aniston finds it. She gives it back to the leprechaun and kind of seems like all is well. They're good now. But of course, the leprechaun tries to count it and he realizes that he's missing one piece. He comes back to the house and we're at square one again with him, terrorizing them. Ozzy is about to sacrifice himself by letting the leprechaun get the coin out of his belly, but at the last minute they decide, hey, O'Grady, the guy that used to live here, is still alive and he's at the nursing home at the edge of town. So Jennifer Aniston goes there, she finds O'Grady, and he tells her that you need to put a four-leaf clover on the leprechaun and you can find one in the clover patch next to the house. I looked this up, by the way. There's only one only one in 5,000 clovers is a four-leaf clover. Wow, pretty rare. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought they were just a myth, but apparently they are real. Yeah, I, I thought they would be a lot more plentiful. Yeah. Mm. Well, now you know, my friend. Yeah, one in 5,000. Yeah. So she ends up finding one. And in the conclusion, there's kind of a big fight with the leprechaun. The kid, Alex, ends up sticking the four-leaf clover to a wad of gum and then slingshotting that wad of gum with the four-leaf clover stuck to it into the leprechaun's mouth. So he starts dying. He's, like, shaking and convulsing and melting. And there's, like, little, like, pulses of electricity going through him, it seems like, too. Like, Mm -hmm. he's being electrocuted. Again, just because it seems like they had that effect in their back pocket from Gremlins too. Yeah, some leftovers. Yeah. Uh, So he's standing in front of a well as all this happens, and he ends up falling down the well as he's like this skeletal oozing pus ball. And after he falls down the well, Nathan, our hunk for effect, just to be sure, pours some gasoline down the well, lights it on fire. You get a scientifically inaccurate huge explosion. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, the next morning, the cops are coming, all is well, but we hear a voiceover from the leprechaun giving this little rhyme insinuating that he'll be back. Yeah, yep. And then you have the franchise. And then he is back. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes to space and the hood. <laughs> yeah, he goes all over. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this movie? Uh, yeah, you know, it was, it was kind of fun, but uh, also like pretty bad. And, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, typical for a B-movie, there were some lines in it throughout which, like, made me appreciate, like, the comedic aspect it was taking, um, like, uh, like the way Jennifer Aniston, um, when, like, she's, uh, when he's, like, kind of touching her from under the car and, and, uh, her dad's like, oh, that was probably a cat. And she's like, no, I, I, I knew, I know what it feels like when a guy rubs my leg. And he's like, oh, what do you mean? You know, and, and I just feel like there are, like, a lot of underhanded, like, comments like that throughout the film, which gave it some element of, like, subtle humor, but not not enough to, I think, carry it, like, to, um, you know, like, to, to really make it a, you know, smart, engaging film at all. So it, I, I think it tried a few times, but it, overall it felt kind of dumb, and the scares, I guess, you know, I don't, I don't think it was meant to be scary, but um, I don't know. And then there were a few lines, like, when he's like, fuck you, uh, Lucky Charms, which I thought was kind of funny. But uh, I don't know if I could say those, like, save the movie or not. What were your thoughts? Did you read that that line was originally supposed to be, your luck just ran out? I think... So it's what Alex says right when he kills the leprechaun. Yeah, and, and did they change it because uh, Lucky Charms, like, backed out or something? 
Yeah, General Mills was going to let them use Lucky Charms cereal in the movie. And then, of course, they didn't. When they saw the finished film, they <laughs> yeah. were like, uh, no. Yeah. And so you see at one point they pull Lucky Charms out of the cupboard, but it's like Lucky O's or yeah, something some else. Yeah, so basically that was just literally a, a an FU to Lucky Charms. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I, thought, so I, th- I, thought, I thought there were like, you know, two or three lines in there that were kind of funny, but I'm not sure if they could carry the whole film on those. But I don't know, what, yeah, what they really think? tried hard for like the Leprechaun to have these funny zippy one-liners during the kills. Yeah. But it did not work. And yeah, weirdly, I felt like Jennifer Anderson had some of the funniest lines in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Her, her character was just like comedic. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to a hotel yeah. and like she's like calling them on like her portable phone. <laughs> yeah, Zach Morris' phone makes an appearance in this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the battery dies like five seconds into it. Yeah. Uh, did 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 you did you like find it entertaining or like watchable or like where would you rank this? I think that yeah, it was definitely trying too hard to be funny, and you see so much of the leprechaun, and he's like doing a jig, mm-hmm. like. Basically, it's trying hard enough to be funny that it can't really be that scary. Yeah, yeah. But the yeah, as you said, the comedy fell flat, and I actually thought it was funniest when just like the slap stickiness of the leprechaun, like him in this little go kart chasing people around. Yeah, yeah. Or at one point, I think he drives the go kart through a fence and leaves like a leprechaun shaped hole in the oh. fence, like Looney Tunes style. <laughs> oh, I missed that. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's so dumb, but I, I, I like legit chuckled yeah 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 there's some really like corny moments i guess which yeah which uh, make it watchable yeah it's funny because it's so bad in some ways but i i will say like the overall story as absurd as it is is decent like Mm -hmm. i actually found myself kind of caring about the characters and the pacing was good and i thought that the acting was way better than some other like low budget 80s 90s horror movies yeah yeah yeah, and, and the product, and like, the budget, like like it felt like it was well produced as well. Yeah, and in a big way, the production values were, for the most part, the production values were decent. Mm-hmm. Um, the editing was choppy, especially during the kill scenes, as we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then, did you notice every once in a while they would do this strange, like whoosh screen transition? Oh no, I don't think so. I think they did it like twice in the movie. Yeah. We're like, At one point, Alex is explaining to Jennifer Aniston where they hit the gold, and he, like, starts explaining, and then they go, like, whoosh, to, like, fast forward to, like, two minutes later. Oh. He's like, okay, so you know where it is now? <laughs> no, I totally missed that. That's that's unnecessary. It was, yeah, it was just yeah. like, did you, like, lose this footage yeah. and, like, do this to cover your ass? Yeah, I know. Trying to make a clever way around it. Yeah. Uh, you know, would, would you? I, I feel like the, um, you know, you're right. I feel like most of the best parts of this was like the characters interacting with each other, and like the the, the slapstick between them. Um, I, I wonder if like it's almost kind of like a Goonies vibe, where it's it's more about like the them kind of like banding together and like fighting this evil force versus like anything scary uh, from that evil force. Yeah, it was kind of a Goonies vibe, like especially because one of the main characters is a kid, and then the other. Another main character kind of has a child's mind. Yeah. Right, Ozzy. So I think that was part of why I liked it. It just reminded me of some, like, movies from my childhood. Yeah, that kind of adventure, whatever. Yeah. A gang, yep. gang of ragtags fighting a, an evil force. 
Yeah, it did feel like an extended Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, so I think that was kind of a strength of it, actually, <laughs> and a weakness at the same time. Yeah, 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 I, th- I think that, uh, you're right, it kind of plays the film in, in a different area. I feel like it could have been scary. I mean, obviously, I guess they weren't going for it, they were going for more the comedic element, but it wouldn't have been too hard to make this a scary film. Like, you drop the giggling from the leprechaun, or, you know, the dancing around, and you kind of show less of him and more of a shadow or something. Like, it wouldn't have been too hard to see this translated into like a more of a horror slasher monster film um but they clearly kind of like went in the opposite direction yeah and like the first thing we see in the movie is the leprechaun and we see him like head to toe so there's no mystery about him yeah yep um and his face is sufficiently scary so yeah like you said if there was a bit more mystery and you didn't see him all the time it could have been effective yeah and one thing he does I think is creepy is like imitates a little child's voice yeah or imitates other voices right that was that was a cool power. Yeah, could do. yeah, that could have been, that could have been used to greater effect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm curious if how the others in the franchise, like what angle those took, if it's a similar tone, especially with that one that came out last year, if that's more scary or similarly. Um, yeah, I think that one is uh, more like over the top gore. Oh, okay. Which makes sense with the Void director. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of his thing. Um, but so, uh, you know, outside of that, like last scene where like the face is melting and it's kind of gremlins ish, uh, otherwise like throughout the movie the, there wasn't, uh, I mean like the, the Pogo death, like there was blood that way or he was like slashing Ozzy at some point in his face. how did you feel about like the gore effects there? I think the goriest scene was when he like, uh, was it Jennifer Aniston that stabs his eyeball out and then there's like a dead cop oh, that he pulls his eye out yeah, and like, puts it in his, yep. his own socket. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the goriest scene. Yeah, and that was pretty well done, I guess. Yeah, I think the I think if you made the comedy a bit more slapsticky and made the gore more like over the top, it could yeah. have made a better movie yeah. or gone the complete other route and made it scary. Yeah. I I think when you're doing a B movie like this, you really have to like hit up the extremes like yeah, more slapstick, more like gore. Um, you know, and that kind of like it brings about a self-awareness. Like this one I couldn't tell like how serious they're trying to be. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they should have dialed up like some of those elements a little bit more. Yeah, and like Warwick Davis, he actually did a really good job playing Leprechaun. So like, I feel like with the slapstick stuff, you could have leveraged him more instead of leveraging these oh. poorly written lines in the uh, screenplay. Yeah, yeah, for the other cast members, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like once you saw him in the suit, you'd be like, you know what? Screw it. Don't even read these lines. Like, what do you think is funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, they definitely underplayed him a little bit. He could have yeah. had a few smarter lines. Okay, man. So I guess on a scale of zero to five uh, swapped eyeballs, what would you give this? Uh, I think I'd give it two. I mean, it was it was watchable. Mostly for Jennifer Aniston and like her debut uh, feature film. And I, I, th- I thought her character was really funny in the way she interacted. I mean, I, I think she stole the show in this one. Um, but other, otherwise, yeah. yeah, I just didn't think it was very scary and sometimes kind of a drag. But, um, you know, it had had its momentum, I guess. What, what about you? You know, I give it a three. I, I won't rehash everything I said, but at the end of the movie, I was like, you know, I kind of liked it. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did, yeah, I'm curious to see uh, some of the other ones, man. I hope hope they uh, they dialed those up a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see, especially the uh, the one from last year. Yeah, yep, for sure. Cool. All right, buddy, uh, anything else? No, I'm good. 
Okay. All right, everybody. That is it for Leprechaun. Uh, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to talk to us about it, feel free to reach out to us. We're on Facebook at Horror Movie Club Podcast. We're on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod is where you'll find us on Twitter. You can shoot us, shoot us an email at podcast at horrormovieclub.com or peruse our website, horrormovieclub.com. It would be super helpful if you guys would leave us a review on whatever app you use to listen to us. Um, reviews on the Apple Podcast app are especially helpful. Our art is done by Amy Mae Popart. You can find her on Etsy.com, and she has a ton of great art, horror-related and non-horror-related. And until next time, if you ever stumble upon a pot of gold, you might want to let it be unless you've got a four-leaf clover and a slingshot handy. Bye.